Hello, dear Starshines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Uh, I'll give everybody a moment to get on board. <clears throat> a special treat for you guys today. I'm going to dive deep into some very significant issues for those of us on our awakening journey to sovereignty and freedom. So um, I'm excited to talk about these pieces with you today. Uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I am an acceleration expert. That is a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities, perceptions that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, the particular um, perspectives that we experience the daily challenges is extremely unique to us. And I am here to do the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective so we can move forward during these times of change with sovereignty, freedom, and um, well, hopefully happiness, yes? <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Beverly. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. And Carol, hello. Welcome, welcome. So um, for those of you listening to this live and listening to the recording, uh, if you guys are inspired and you and, and if you haven't already, if you guys are inspired by these chats and enjoy tuning in every week, I encourage you to click on the subscribe button and the like button for us. This helps us get out to other people who may also be supported by these chats. I really love getting the feedback that I've been getting lately about how much you guys look forward to these chats and that they really do um, assist and I think, quote, pack a punch. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm really happy to hear this sort of feedback. And I know that others can also benefit. And the way the whole YouTube thing works, you know, the more subscribers you have, the more likes you have, those algorithms do their thing and they get these videos in front of others. So, um, I ask you guys um, if this is uplifting, if this is help for you, helpful for you, please go ahead and do that so, um, so other people can find us. We do everything organically. We don't pay for advertisement or anything like that. So this is a, um, you know, just a grassroots, homegrown kind of thing. Uh, and my intention of these chats is to be a support. And really, our intention with Lightbody Academy is to be a support as well. We offer free events every month to help those of you, to assist those of you that can, you know, um, be assisted by, by, um, by clearings or meditations or maybe some of the insights that our dear sister Ray Ellen um, shares in our planetary encodements. And we have uh, Stacy Hernandez that does uh, the, I believe it's the third Sunday, third or fourth Sunday every month. She does a group, um, an energy clearing for people, you know, and then of course there's these chats. And then we have our dear sister Starshine Laurel, who um, also offers a free um, Sasquatch support group. So, Everything that we do here in Lightbody is meant to support the community. And of course, if you want to dive deeper into the amazing work that we do, like you want to dive into doing dream work or dive in into becoming an empowered, unstoppable, intuitive empath, or if you want to dive in and um, really advance your skills exponentially, then of course there's more in-depth um, paid sorts of subscriptions to get involved in. 
But really, community is one of those, is the biggest piece for us. Uh, we have found that doing this work in community and connecting in community, that has been the most, that's invaluable. It's, it's beyond what money can buy. And when you are around people who truly see you and who you truly see and you share in truth, it creates an amazing bond. And it also feels quite liberating to not have to explain yourself all the time. People just get it. And they get it because they listen fully. It's not necessarily because they're from the same walk of life. It's more of we're truly paying attention to all the different layers that someone's talking from. And, and you get to be seen in your fullness. And plus, you get to learn how to relax your guard so you can also see others in their fullness. So the community piece is huge. I would love it if we were, um, you know, do more in-person things because anytime we get together in person, it's like we, it's like a total recharge being with your tribe. It's so nourishing on so many levels. And I can imagine a lot of you guys out there would also benefit from those sorts of things. So um, I encourage you guys get involved, you know, uh, there's lots of free stuff to get support, but actually, you know, really get involved, pay attention to the folks that you're in the, in the group with, in the tracking groups or in the um, uh, astrological stuff, or of course there's the Sasquatch support group. That's our newest addition. All right. Hello, dear sister, Tony. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, Sherry. So good to see you. Hola. <laughs> All right. So, what I want to talk about with you guys today. So this is this is this is groundbreaking in a lot of lot of ways. I realize that I've been talking about this top around this topic for many years, but now I see it in a very direct way. And I have to thank a dear sister Starshine, speaking of community, that's in that's in um, that's in a, a more um, outer circle community that I belong to who uh, she does like a combination of tarot channeling kind of work for, for star seeds, for uh, visionaries and, you know, people, beings waking up to the multidimensional nature. Her name's Solara. And, uh, you know, I catch her every so often. I'm really drawn to some of the things that she does. And there's a thought that she introduced in this most recent channeling that she did. Um, it was channeling tarot reading and, um, and it just something about it just rang, it struck like a bell, and the resonance just wah 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 wah. <laughs> now I know I've said many times in the chats that um, I do not like channeled material, which I don't, um, because there's always a distortion within it, right? Everything that we perceive is um, perceived through a lens. Um, but there are key pieces that I get drawn to, and it's not because of that channeled being is an authority, but it's because of my own truth compass. When something hits my truth compass that's important, it really is like a bell. Dong, 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 right? <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, there's something about that perspective. Ooh, there's something about this. Maybe you guys can relate. So, um, so the piece that came forward, the perspective that came forward was this idea of the mechanisms Wait a minute, I'm saying it backwards. Hold on. The mechanisms within the matrix, the false matrix, and how they are meant to fragment. 
Now, the false matrix versus a natural matrix, I'm going to define the two. Um, how I define the two is that the, the natural organic matrix of life, the dream of the mother, feeds and nurtures life. It feeds and nurtures connection, unity. And not in a, um, you know, uh, enslavement unity, but a unity as in we are all on this wild ride in a biosuit together. We are all called to express ourselves within the dream of the mother together. Okay, that's the kind of unity I mean. And then you have the false matrix, which consumes life. It devours life. It degrades the sacredness of what it is to be alive in a human body. Now, with that kind of definition, and you, and you can reflect on the different systems that we have happening here um, in this reality, you can see what I mean. The education system, the religious systems, the, the war machines, right? The, the medical systems, all these systems have a default in that they consume life. They take away the sacredness of life. And some might say, how can religions take away the sacredness of life? Um, and what and how that works is that uh, from the get-go, there's this idea that you're born a sinner. You're born in debt. You're born being, uh, being, uh, uh, against God in some way, right? So uh, there are many, many religions on this planet that talk about this being the only life and the only way you can be redeemed as a holy being is through a Messiah, through another being beside yourself, okay? Or, um, and you know, the certain Buddhist sects have also twisted this up where they deify the Buddha and everybody thinks Buddha is this one being that started off as Siddhartha and then realized his Buddhahood. When actually there are, when you really go deep into the text, there are hundreds of Buddhas, hundreds of Buddhas. Kuan Yin is considered a Buddha. Okay. So, so there's a lot of deep teachings lost within our religious constructs. And because of that, the veil of our sacredness thickens, thickens, thickens. And we are on this path of waking up. And that means these veils are lifting. These veils are lifting that obscure our sacredness, that obscure our interconnectedness, obscure our connection to the all that is creator presence. Okay, so when we talk about veils are lifting, okay, this there's this time of year that veils are lifting, but there's also this progression through time um, in this acceleration process where veils are lifting, okay? So this is a moving target when we're talking about veils are lifting, <laughs> okay? But what this is really um, showing us as veils lift, it's showing us more clearly moment after moment just how our fragmentation has happened. And we are also given, with the observation of how this fragmentation happened, the inspiration to heal those fragmentations, to heal thyself, to heal ourselves. Now, heal ourselves means many things to different people. Um, for example, when you are working with the beings known as Sasquatch, their first 
um, order of business, so to speak, is to establish some method of healing one's heart. Okay. And when you go into maybe a, um, a shamanic lineage or a mystery school lineage, very often the first order of business is to heal with thy ancestors. Uh, so everybody has, every, these are just two very simple examples, but every um, structure of teachings to waking us up to our sacredness has different ways of doing so. All of them are effective. It all depends on what's going on with you. And today I want to talk about the significance of the imagery of the tree of life. Now, <clears throat> I, um, I brought up some pictures to convey the tree of life, but for some reason I can't seem to get them onto my screen. So I'm just going to ask you guys to close your eyes for a moment and imagine a very, this is a very popularized image, and that is the image of the Celtic tree. This is a, in the style of Celtic knot art, it's a tree where there's a tree that weaves up into the circle of life, and there's a more uh, weaving that is the trunk, and then there is weaving as the roots and the roots meet the circle of life as do the branches. And in this Celtic art, um, not, I'm sorry, Celtic not art, it creates this beautiful image of what people refer to as the tree of life. Now, the tree of life is an image that is used across many, many cultures, mystery school teachings. And when something um, spans cross many different teachings from different continents, from different cultures, that means that it's really significant. There's something about it that is irreplaceable. Okay. And this is what I really want to decode for you guys, because the veils are lifting and we are faced with the daunting task of reintegrating our fragmentations. We are faced with the daunting task of reclaiming our ancestry, healing our ancestry, healing our souls, the injuries or, you know, the different mechanisms within our Akasha to reclaim more life force energy. We are also faced with this, with this daunting task of navigating this very complicated world full of inversions, reversals, deceptions and lies with truth with, you know, we're, we're, we need to navigate these, these ways. And uh, I, this, this tree of life teaching is really, at least I hope, is going to give you guys some profound clarity on why you're doing what you're doing and how it plays into the bigger picture. Okay, so many contemporary shamanic teachers also talk about when they journey, you journey to um, using the tree of life, as in the trunk of the tree is the middle world which is the the um the realm of the mother and then the roots of the tree is the underworld which is um all that has the ancestors but also all that has been lost and forgotten um, other teachings elaborate further that's in it's the telluric realm the realms in the under realms underworlds like this and then you have the branches 
of the tree, which is the upper world, the also the realm of the ancestors, the realm of our star uh, parents, the realm of our cosmic connections and our connection to creator. Now, when we're talking about these veils are lifting, veils are lifting and it's revealing aspects of us that are not in congruency, that are not integrated within that, the, the, um, the congruency of the universal tree. And there are other depictions of the tree of life, um, like from the Kabbalah and different, different other teachings. I'm not talking about that. Okay, those are very specific lineage teachings um, about decoding and unlocking um, encodements and wells of knowledge and energy, stuff like this. And many of those trees have been, in my opinion, corrupted. But we stick to nature. We stick to the simplicity of nature. Think of a, a massive oak or a... Um, eucalyptus tree or a cacao tree or a lightning tree you know think about how those um, beings exist in our reality this will be much closer to the vibration of the incorruptible truth so as the false matrix came in and influenced the consciousness of humanity which took many many generations it severed us from parts of ourselves, very important parts of ourselves. For example, in the Western world, there the family unit is extremely fragmented. It's very rare to see a household with the three generations within it. It's very rare for multiple branches of a family to be living under the same roof. When, if you went back, 50 years, 100 years, it was, it was very, very common for this to happen. So what happens when we get disconnected from our lineage, disconnected from our ancestors, we get disconnected from our history, which means it becomes forgotten. That means the truth of that reality gets forgotten and the energy of this goes, descends into the underworld. It descends into where the roots of the tree are. Okay. And when we have unhealed wounds between us and our ancestors, say us and our parents, or maybe our parents had a falling out with their parents, or maybe uncles had a falling out with an aunt or, you know, any of these things, this all, and it doesn't get talked about, it, you know, goes to the grave with them. That energy doesn't just stop, to, doesn't cease to exist. It still exists, but it, it descends into the underworld. It descends into where those roots reside. And the less we know about our heritage and our ancestors, the more shadow resides in the underworld. Now, the shadow is not just ancestors. The shadow is also lost and forgotten and rejected aspects of ourselves. So if we had a childhood where there's a lot of shame and guilt used to extort love or whatever, we have loads of aspects of ourselves that we have rejected. We have walled off, closed away, and that now resolves and um, resides in the underworld. 
Now the trunk of the universal tree is what we're aware of. It's what's in our face. It's what this 3D realm, you know, what we can identify, work with, and look at within this 3D realm. Okay, that's pretty simple. So you can uh, energetically travel through this 3D realm and uh, and I touch and identify things. You can heal things, stuff like this. And then you have the the branches of the tree. And the branches of the tree, you have to first pass through the collective field to get to the more celestial, galactic, cosmic knowledge within that tree. And again, in order to pass through that field, you need to be capable of doing your own shadow work. Okay. And what I mean by shadow work, that means alchemizing aspects of self that you discover that perhaps you don't like or perhaps that are made wrong or ashamed or whatever. And as you do this, as you heal these aspects in the shadow realm and as shadow work, you become more free to navigate the branches of this tree. And there are very powerful mechanisms within this false matrix that makes it difficult to navigate the upper, uh, the upper world of this tree. Okay. And we see it all playing out right here, right now in our current reality. Um, and this is, this is a huge reason why it's so important that we talk to our elders. We, we get the stories of the important events that happened in their lives. Um, for example, um, we have this whole, this whole new battle happening with, with, um, within the Middle East. It's old, but new. Okay. The narrative that's being talked about, that's being proliferated, all this stuff. Um, if you feel what's happening in your body with your truth compass, you know, there's a lot of strife. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of bent upness. There's a lot of, you know, er happening and confusion happening. And, and because of that, people just want to check out and not pay attention. But it's really important that we pay attention because we need to be able to unravel the lies and see the truth. And this is where being in connection with our elders would come in. Okay. Talking to people who have been alive for the past 80 years. What is their personal knowledge of the history between these two factions? Okay. When you, when you talk to an elder that has lived through the different seasons of those, of the cultivation of the conflict, you will get a very, very, very different story than the one propagated. And you can tell this because um, you can tell that when it's the truth or not, because your body will, will have an ease to it and clarity will be present. Okay. And so in this way, an ancestral story, an ancestral connection can help you decode the confusion, the lies and the inversions in that canopy, in that collective field. So you can then connect even more deeply with your star elders, more deeply with the galactic, more deeply with the cosmic. Okay. And why do you want to do this? You want to do this so you yourself is 
becomes an intact universal tree of life as in no nothing in your in the shadow realm can have control over you right you have presence within the trunk of the tree the trunk of the reality within the dream of the mother you are present for and you are not controlled by fear adversions threats okay and your connection with the divine the connection with the high upper realms of who you are aka your higher self is absolutely incorruptible that is an empowered multi-dimensional being a sovereign being okay so there are many layers to how this plays out so trauma happens with our ancestors that shuts down certain dna dances now the DNA doesn't dance in certain ways. So all of the potential energy of what that was, you know, it goes from actual embodiment to unknown, unrealized, undiscovered potential. That is all now in the shadow realm. That is all now in the underworlds. You see what I mean? Versus when you are working at activating your DNA, enhancing your DNA dance, which means expanding your consciousness, that unknown untapped potential is now a living breathing life force within you in the here and now and that dance is something that is deeply rooted and supported by the uh the roots and is inspired and connected in the branches I'm breaking it down to the simplicity because simple, simple, you know, when we make things complicated, we're not going to do it. We're not going to really pursue it. Some people have that patience, but we have a lot going on in our world these days. I think you guys can agree. Simple is best. <clears throat> simple is more, actually, I shouldn't say best. That's not the best right way to say it. Simple means doable in my world. The more simple it is, the more doable it is. So there are many, imagine there are many, many mechanisms within this false matrix that are all designed to effectively disempower the universal tree of life within us, to sever our connection to our shadow, to sever our connection to a higher self, aka inner essence. Okay. As our DNA dance advances, that what feels like higher self quickly turns to an inward kind of thing. So, so I they're they're one and the same. But higher self is still a vernacular that's that's used a lot within our circles. So that's why I'm I'm using the words higher self. So, being able to utilize the tools to unify these aspects within you are empowering and integrating your own universal tree of life. So forgiveness. Forgiveness is a superpower in the unseen realms. Being willing to be present and acknowledge whatever it is in front of you also is a very powerful act. 
when we deny, suppress, push away, make wrong, shame, guilt, blame, all those things, we are getting in the way of something that's trying to unify. Okay. So say if someone's saying something that's really nasty and you feel like they're trying to shame you, blame you, belittle you, blah, 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 blah. If you take the you out of it and you just hold space for what it is that person is expressing, then you're more available for what your truth compass has to tell you. Okay. Because very often a person throwing a temper tantrum or having a fit this way or that way, they are expressing something that goes far beyond the actual moment. Oftentimes they are expressing something that has been suppressed, repressed over many generations. So us being able to hold a solid space and witness it and not make it about us, not make it personal, that is gold. That is gold because now the person can express it, have it. Now, if they are a reflective person and they are one who uh, pursues, you know, inner truth, they will understand that it's really not about you at all. It's, it's really about that expression. And once all that energy, that suppressed, oppressed energy gets let out, gets spent, now one can take a breath and see and feel things differently. So forgiveness, witness, two very, very powerful acts to unify this universal tree. The other thing is, is cultivating your truth compass. which is easier said than done because we don't know what we don't know. We want to believe what we believe is the right thing. But there is a difference between belief, the energy of a belief and the energy of a truth. Okay. And there are degrees of truth. Now someone may speak their truth, and it may be a truth that's true to them and their ego driver in the trunk of their tree, but maybe it's not the truth in the roots of the tree. Maybe it's not the truth in the upper canopy of the tree. So that is, so that truth is not very powerful. It's, it's important to a point, but there is a way to speak a truth that is beyond the ego driver there is a way to get in touch with and speak a truth that is the truth from the canopy of who you are and all those nesting dolls and the truth of the roots of who you are and all those nesting dolls and bringing it out in the center of who you are. Those are the kind of truths that give people goosebumps, you know, waves go through your body. When someone is speaking truth on that level, it is undeniable. You guys let me know if this is making sense, how I'm explaining it. And I think the one thing that we can really do as a service to humanity is to commit to the truth, commit to the energy of the truth, to the best of your ability. Commit. 
to being truthful with thyself, number one. And believe me, we tell ourselves lots of stories, lots and lots of stories that aren't the truth, that we want to be the truth. We'll even, you know, fight for it to be the truth. But at the end of the day, when we strip away the distortions, it's not the truth. And bottom line is, if your true story has a finger blaming another being, it's not the truth on all these levels. Yes, it might be the truth as far as this is how I feel, but it's not the truth in the canopy and the roots of your universal tree. You see what I mean? So our thoughts are infiltrated. Our emotional field is manipulated. Our physical bodies are bombarded and our spiritual bodies are also hijacked by different mechanisms within this false matrix. And some people may hear this or experience this and feel extremely discouraged, defeated, maybe feel like how in the world can we ever go up against that? It's on every level. And the thought that I want to introduce to you guys is that it's on every level. And that just shows you just how profound and powerful of a being you are, that it has to be on every level in order to keep you confused, in order to keep you disempowered. You see what I mean? And the fact that it's happening on every level, the one thing that they cannot, they, the distorted matrix, cannot take from you is your ability to look within. Because looking within is simply a choice, right? Close your eyes. Take a breath. Who can stop you from doing that? Now, granted, reflecting inward takes more than those two simple steps. But those two simple steps are what gets you started. And as you go inward, you become more empowered. You can see and connect with the universal tree within. You can use every event, every moment, every trigger. You can use anything and everything that happens in your moment to moment life to be a catalyst to taking you deeper within. No one can stop you once you know to do that. No one can stop you. So these distractions, these narratives, these all these different things that keep us out here, out here in fear, out here in reactivity, out here in blame, all this stuff. This is you feeding the false matrix. This is you feeding the false matrix. And believe you me, we all feel very justified feeding the false matrix sometimes, don't we? <laughs> But when you're going in circles, when you're in the same loop over and over and over again, right? 
there's a point in time where you get sick of it. And what I'm saying here is that when you get sick of it, this is where you can pause, close your eyes, take a breath, go within. And from within, you're going to find the realization that will end the loop. And you know you have the realization because you start to understand how everything and everything in this false matrix has keys to your empowerment within it. A while ago, I did the chat and I was saying the, the cures and the poison. And that's exactly right. The cure is in the poison. So you're in, a, say, an ancestral loop. Say uh, you have a bad picker. Let's say you have a bad picker. Your mom had a bad picker. Your grandmother had a bad picker, right? Like you always pick toxic people to partner up with. You know, since it didn't start with you, that's an ancestor. That's something that's ancestral. And you can continue to point outwards and blame, 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 blame. But once you realize, you know, I'm doing the same thing my mom did. God, and she's doing the same thing my grandmother did. There's your cue. Ah. The matrix, the false matrix got me. And now you can start going within and turning in, turning that experience into something that empowers you. Turning that experience into something that takes you deeper into yourself. Whew. There's something going on with my camera. Hold on one second. Let's see. Is it still foggy? Just, you guys, let me know. Is it still foggy? It's looking foggy on my screen, so I don't. It might just be me. Oh, it could be because I'm moving. <clears throat> yeah, it's fuzzy. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's see, what do I have to wipe it with? <laughs> have my shirt. <laughs> That's, ah, there we go. I think that did it. Did that, did that do it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Samantha, so good to see you, darling. Uh, thanks for your feedback. That's that's very helpful. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. There we go. So I think it's clear now. Uh, oh, yeah, going back to, you know, it's difficult to go against these programs because these programs have a lot of inertia within it, especially the stuff in the collective fields, especially when it's super highly polarized. When things are very highly polarized, it's very, very tricky to navigate these things. It's very tricky to navigate these things. Uh -oh. the, the motorcycles are out. Um, and so I'm not saying this is easy, but what I'm saying, this is a key. This is a key that you can use. And it's up to you to navigate how to apply it. Um, the more truthful you are with yourself, the more, the easier it gets, I have to say. So when you really want to buy into a story, your victim story, or maybe your, 
your perpetrator story, whatever, when you, when you really want to buy into it, it's not just your energy that's buying into it. And it's not just the ancestral inertia buying into it, unresolved ancestral inertia. There's also all these frequencies within the collective artificially enhancing that energy too. So it's like a wave that builds and builds and builds until it's like a tsunami energetically. So this is something that takes time to, to mitigate the iner inertia. First, it's simply taking a breath, catching your breath and slowing down. So first you catch your breath, you slow down and you can just say to yourself, there's a lot more here than what I'm seeing. I know, I don't know what I don't know. Okay. And you start calming your nervous system down. Okay. Start calming your nervous system down. Because even getting control of your nervous system is unplugging yourself from these matrix games. Okay. So once you calm, calm yourself down, then in the acknowledgement of, I don't know what I don't know, you can start switching gears and saying, okay, on some level, spirit, my spirit is creating this path. My spirit is creating my life right now. It is my spirit that is unfolding my trajectory. If that feels like the truth, then the rest of this will be helpful. <laughs> if that doesn't feel like the truth, then, you know, uh, this, the rest of this might not be helpful. Like you can get to that where that feels like a resonant truth as a truth compass. Then you can start reminding your ego driver that though it really wants to be in charge, its job is to pretend to be in charge in a lot of ways. It actually is not in charge. You can tell your ego driver, listen what you got going on here, what you're emotionally masturbating about isn't really the truth. Okay. It's not really the truth. The truth is I am an infinite being in a bio suit. This bio suit comes with an ego driver that has been trained by this false matrix to give its power away. Okay. If that baseline of feels like the truth, that is the way in to slow yourself down and start looking at things differently. And when you do that, you start to let things start to lighten up. You start to realize that I, I'm so strongly impacted I, or I'm so full of anxiety and fear because of the energetic inertia of these narratives, because of the energetic inertia between unresolved ancestral stuff, un, um, un, unclear personal relationships, relationship stuff and the the inertia of the false matrix you know when you lay it out like that it's like oh no wonder i got swept away right it really helps to have wise helpful friends hold space too actually that that's a major key piece in my world is having wise insightful helpful friends when things are really up for me you know, I, I rely on them and they rely on me. It's like the interconnectedness really is a deep support. 
Okay, so you're slowing yourself down. You're getting control of your nervous system. You're putting your ego driver in check. Now you can start working the different ways that you know how to work to flush things out of the subconscious. So you can start looking, relating, unplugging, being willing to unplug yourself from from this um, um, situation you've lost yourself in. Okay. Because we do, we lose ourselves into situations. We lose ourselves in relationships. We lose ourselves in our desires. We lose ourselves in our addictions. You see what I mean? We, we pretty much immer immerse ourselves so deeply in it, we completely are lost. We get completely lost from our center when we do that. So once you notice that you have lost yourself in a situation, that is the key moment where you can pull back. You can pull yourself back. And we teach a lot of, we teach some really good techniques in the academy on how to pull your energy back from these kinds of things. But you pull yourself back, take a nice deep breath, bring yourself back to you inside of your bio suit and pull yourself back from the scenario, pull yourself back from the person, the energy, whatever it is, you pull yourself back. And now you're more available for a different perspective. All right, I'm going to do you guys, I'm going to have you guys do an exercise so you can see an example of just how easy it is to get lost in these matrix games. So I want you to pick some spot on the wall across the room. Pick some spot. If you have textured walls, awesome. If there's a work of art or if there's something, you know, something there, whatever, look at it. Now I want you to study it, study it in every detail. Try to zoom in into every little ridge, every little uh, texture, how the light changes in the texture. Just study every little detail of this thing across the wall. I mean, across the room. Okay. Study it. Get every, say it's like an inch like an inch circle that you're looking at and you're studying every little detail of that inch circle getting. Yep. And you want to see zoom in as much as you can see how the light changes with the texture. Notice the different hues and shades. Okay. Notice this, just notice. Okay. Now notice the circumference of your circle. Of what, of what you're staring at, okay? You want to get every little detail. If you start getting energetic data sets, great. Look at that too. If you start getting smells and tastes and all that stuff, wonderful. Take it all in. Okay. Now, you're going to take a breath, close your eyes, and now look to the opposite direction. Okay? Eyes are closed. Now you're going to open your eyes and you guys notice how there is energy. There's still something going in that direction where you were studying very closely. It's subtle, but you'll notice it. Okay. For me, it feels like a, like a line of energy that goes from where my eye line was to that spot I was studying. That's how it feels. You guys have that You guys feel it. Now you're, now you're not studying something over here. You're just looking differently. Okay. 
Can you guys feel how there's that's still over there? Okay. Now imagine if that was a lover. Imagine if that was a situation you really cared about, you had strong feelings for. Imagine that is a situation that, you know, do you guys ever have that feeling where you can't stand, you, it's like the feeling is so strong, you can't stand the feeling, <laughs> okay? Imagine it was about, you know, you're about to lose everything that you have. Imagine it's, you know, you're, you're about to uh, uh, go under from the bills. You see, you see what I mean? Now that energy that's still over there, you can call back easily. You just intend it. Take a nice deep breath, call it back. Here it is. See now that's because you didn't care that much about it, but imagine if it was something you did care about, how difficult it would be to disengage your energy. Okay. How much focus it would take for you to disengage your energy. Okay. Now imagine your life as a line that goes off to the left. And just real quickly, imagine how many scenarios in your life have you so deeply got involved with and lost yourself in? A dozen, two dozen, a hundred dozen, <laughs> several hundred dozen. Okay. I mean, I can think of a gazillion just before the age of five, right? Where I cared a lot. <laughs> okay. I really cared about that toy. I really cared about my, you know, my sister or would my sister and I would fight. I really cared about this, that, and the other. Okay. See, this is the, that that's how the matrix trains you that this is completely normal to lose yourself in these situations. It's completely normal to lose your energy. And as you lose your energy more and more and more in these situations, you be, your universal tree becomes fragmented. All these things become lost and forgotten. And then you're not able to look at them. You're not able to hold space for them. You're not able to explore them. And, you're and then you'll never be able to reintegrate these lost and forgotten things of the underworld. You see how, you see how this builds. Same thing with the upper world. You're brought up in a religious situation where you were born a sinner and your, your only way is through uh, student prayer, dedication, um, accepting one as a Messiah. Now you're no longer in the perspective that you're an infant being in a bio suit. And that starts decoupling de de um, you from the, up the canopy in this tree. It starts decoupling you from the upper world. Who you are as an infinite being, your, your star lineage, right? Your spiritual lineage. I mean, I don't know about you, but my spiritual lineage is freaking profound. I, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I do without my spiritual lineage. Okay. Ah, yeah. See, yep. You got it. Thank you, darling. Yep. You got it. Now, the great thing is, is that it's all, this is energetic and you can, energies outside time and space, you can correct all of these things. But what's most important, uh, along with correcting all of these things, reclaiming all that lost energy, is paying attention to the events of the here and now, the here and now, and change the way you get involved, change the way you engage. 
now that I've said this, now that you guys done this exercise, now you have an idea of what it looks like to lose your energy into something, to lose yourself in something. Okay. So just to give you guys one more technique, because this is very easy, because I know you all want to claim your energy from the past. Now that I said this, it's there. It's like, how do I reclaim this? <laughs> something very simple you could do. So, um, and this is something that was is was taught to me by the Palladians. Now, I know not all Palladians are... Um, you know, are considered the good guys, I know. But these are these particular Palladians I've had a relationship with for many decades, and um, they really have proven themselves to be solid uh, star brothers and sisters, okay? And you guys got to know, I'm a, I'm a bit feisty and I'm stubborn. So if I get guidance from any being in my entourage that doesn't, compute or make sense or feel right, I need to get, it needs to get right inside of me or I won't do it. Okay. And uh, that may rub people the wrong way, but that's just how I am because I understand the spiritual hijacking. I understand the complexity of this false matrix. And I know that I have an ego driver and I know that my perceptions can be manipulated. So with my inner compass, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to do it. I don't care if it's, you know, Jesus that comes and tells me it has to feel right inside of myself then I'm going to do it. So just so just to ease some of your guys's mind about this being a Pleiadian teaching. Okay. I know because there's some, there's some people that really don't have a good relationship with the Pleiadians for, for probably good reason. So anyway, this is the exercise. <clears throat> so we have a Wiracocha, a golden, orb that's at the top of our energy field. This is something, this is a teaching that comes from the Kero of the uh, of the Andes. There, it's called the Wercocha. The Palladians call it the eighth chakra. It's a golden sun. So you're just in your mind's eye and in your intent, you're going to just take a scoop full of this golden sun and put it right in front of your solar plexus. So now you're cultivating with your awareness, with your will and your intent, this golden orb in front of your solar plexus, this golden orb that's liquid golden light of your Wetakocha. Okay. Just let it build, 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 build. Now you can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but I'm doing things like this, building the energy, building the energy. And I keep building the energy until the strength of its resistance between my hands gets, gets stronger, you know, to a certain threshold of strength. Okay. So I'm building the energy with my focus, with my intent. And I'm saying things now that I see it clearly, I'm saying things like times 10, times 20, times 30, building it, building it, building it till I can feel the heat. I can feel the swirling. I can feel, you know, just more and more data sets come forward about this golden orb. And now what you're going to do, you're going to send this golden orb down the timeline to the left, to your past, all the way to the moment you were born with the instructions of reclaiming the energies you've lost with the instructions of reclaiming all of the life force energy that you lost having, you know, immersing yourself in all these external situations. Just let the, let the golden orb roll down, down, down to the left. <laughs> yeah. See, see, yeah, see, for some of you, you're very sensitive. You're going to feel that you're going to feel this. 
Okay. And for those of you that are that don't have the acuity yet, it's okay. Just be very clear in your intention because energy will always follow your intention, whether you're aware of it or not. Okay. So be very clear on your intention. So you send this orb down that line all the way to the moment you were born with the instructions of collecting the life force energy you lost. And you may notice if you're able to trace it as it goes back, it may pause at certain times of your life. And what I do when I see things like this, this means if it pauses like this and that's in my awareness, I understand that there's a lot that happened. There's something maybe still alive inside of me that's holding on to that situation. Okay. And this is where I smile inside and I let myself, let myself know it's okay to let go. It's okay to forgive. I forgive myself. I forgive. I forgive myself. Okay. Now, sometimes we have contracts, you know, there's all kinds of other things that are that complicate the situation, in which case there's a better technique that we can do. But um, this is just something to address right now, that exercise that I had you guys do. So if your golden orb is still down that timeline, let it be there with it doing what it's doing. Just know that when it's done, it's going to come back. Okay, so now it's rolling back. It's rolling back and now it's coming and it's right in front. And now you're just going to take that golden orb and you're going to breathe it in. You're going to breathe it in to your heart, into your solar plexus, wherever it feels right to breathe it in with a thank you, thank you, thank you. With, you know, let that gratitude be there, breathing in all that life force energy. I'm so happy to have this life force energy back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've learned so much. Thank you for this wisdom. Thank you for these teachings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and you can feel the smile inside getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Mission complete. You've reclaimed those energies. Now, there's lots of other ways that um, to address those different contractual things and, you know, things that have a little bit more complicated um, pieces to them, structural pieces or some ancestral stuff. So in which case, there's many other things that can be done. But this is just, you know, you getting lost in things, lost in a narrative, lost in a relationship, you know, stuff like this that maybe aren't, it wasn't that um, anchored in with, with constructs, multidimensional constructs. Okay, so now you have that much more life force energy available to you. And really what I want you guys to walk away from this talk is understanding how to reclaim your energy, the importance of it, and the significance of holding space. Learning how to hold space for your shadow is so important because that not only makes you stronger, it heals and strengthens your connection with your ancestors. It liberates your ancestors in so many ways. And everything and anything that you do for your ancestors to uplift them, to bring healing, comes back to you tenfold not threefold, not, you know, tenfold comes back to you. And even more so um, depending on the, you know, the lineage. So it's always, always, always worth your time to get those roots strong, to make yourself solid in, in the, in working with the underworlds and working with the, the lost and the forgotten, the, the previously rejected and made wrong. The more you can do this, the more you can bring forgiveness, all these pieces together into your shadow work, the more stable and strong 
your foundation becomes. And then you can be more rooted in as that trunk that is experiencing the here and now. And you have exactly what you need to decode the veil of the 4D field for you to have even deeper access to your, to your star heritage, to your galactic aspects, to your cosmic aspects, to your interconnectedness with all that is. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys uh, like that exercise that we did um, and want to do more of that, I encourage you guys to check out the um, the Light Body Essentials program that we have. That's all about how to build a strong energy field, reclaim your energy, um, all those sorts of things. Um, and of course, that's on our website, lightbodyacademy.com. We welcome you. And of course, there's lots of community pieces with that. Um, it's ma mainly live uh, live um, meetings, but there's also um, a library of teachings with that too. So uh, there's that. And of course, you know, there's all the free stuff that we do every month. We have the chats every week. We have the support, um, I'm sorry, the Sasquatch support group. We have the Palladian, I'm not Palladian, the planetary activations. And of course, at the end of the month with Stacy, there's the energy clearings. So there's um, lots of support for to be found here too. Uh, so I encourage you guys to, you know, reach out, contact us, get involved. And of course, you know, help us with this channel by subscribing and, and liking these videos. All right, darlings, that's it for me today. I shall see you guys next week. Lots of love to you all. Bye-bye.